1: This Week in League, Nate books Des Hasler in for a visit with the NRL's proctologist of choice, John Hopawati. Glenn takes a trip down memory lane after visiting Leichhardt Oval's prison toilets. We settle on a bet for the next instalment of our bitter co-host rivalry. And we cover off all the action of Round 1 and preview all the action of Round 2 of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more, This Week in League. Welcome to episode 77 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Excitement plus.
0: <laughs> super excited.
1: Why are you so sort of super excited?
0: Because uh, I'm juiced up on Coke Zero and the Alpha Brain. When did you have
1: your last Alpha Brain? Uh, Shortly before I left to come up here tonight. Aren't you supposed to take them like at 2 o'clock at the latest? 2pm, I mean. Something like that, but I don't want it to make
0: me, sort of, help me go to sleep. I want it to pep me up and make me think clearly Think happy thoughts.
1: They never would be used as a sedative, would they?
0: No. I think it's
1: once you actually get to sleep, it helps. Yeah. It doesn't actually put you to sleep. And of course, if you want your alpha brain. <laughs> we actually had some people buy the alpha brain uh, over, the, over the past week uh, based on our recommendation. So make sure... One of
0: which was an uh, avid listener of the show, Kyle. Kyle who's who, clearly um, wasted his money because he expected it to make him smart.
1: I think he won Gronk of the year last year, but I think he also won like superfan of the year as well. Yeah. So fans were divided on 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 his value as a fan. I wasn't Well, no, I definitely no.
0: voted Gronk.
1: I'm pretty sure i put I put him down for Gronk and I'm pretty sure I, you know, called him Gronk several times. Anyway, he bought some Alpha Brain. I think he's under the I think he's under the impression it's like that movie Limitless. Yeah. And it's going to make him super smart. Um got to try, you know, i got to set the expectations where they need to be set. Uh, it's just going to augment what you've got, so you're just going to become a, I guess what, a more razor-sharp kind of Gronk. <laughs> Maybe more targeted in the Gronkery.
0: Yeah, well, his Gronkism will be a lot sharper.
1: Yes. Perhaps somewhat wittier, but still Gronkism nonetheless. And let's face it, I think it's going to, all Alpha brain's going to do, it's going to offset his, um, what he's lost from Robson going to the Sharks. You know but what I mean?
0: He has been replaced by Sandow.
1: Yeah, it's true, but I mean, like, you know, you put the, the Pepsi challenge, Sandow versus Robson. I mean, I don't think there's many people going to say they're even close to being equal player.
0: <laughs> it's a Pepsi <laughs> challenge. I like it. Yeah. Pepsi don't sponsor do this show.
1: No, they don't. Coke Coke they should. They should.
0: Coke Zero should.
1: Well, Coke Zero have had that chance. We've been drinking it for fucking three seasons. Exactly right. I haven't seen him jump on board yet.
0: No, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, look, Kyle, I hope you enjoy Alpha Brain, even though you have wasted your money. Anyone else who wants to try Alpha Brain, Alpha Brain will probably have more success because. You're generally starting on a higher sort of level than where Kyle is.
1: Yeah. And if you want to get your alpha brain, like Kyle did, use the code TWIL and you will get 10% off your order. So, I mean, when what better way to try it out you know, get a bit of a discount anyway? Damn straight. Anyway, I don't have anything real... Any, we don't have any... It's too early in the season to have stories with the kids and it's too early for Jackson to do anything. You went home on the weekend, so you don't know what he did, how he reacted to the Broncos game on Friday night. Yeah, he um, he's been looking forward to the season.
0: He he was supposed to go to the uh, Broncos fan day on the weekend, but unfortunately, unfortunate series of events led to him not being able to make it. And he's um, I'm not sure he's 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 picked Sam Thiday as his new favourite player. He's not really sure.
1: So that's replacing the retired Lockyer.
0: Yeah, he's not really sure about this whole Lockyer retiring thing. He's getting a little bit confused about
1: the whole situation. He'll uh, be all better Refusing in round to 10. to take
0: his Lockie posters down. Yeah,
1: he'll be all better in round 10. Doesn't matter. He'll be back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how will I explain that to the poor kids? It's going to confuse <laughs> the hell out of him.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to suffer an avalanche of losses and then Lockie will come back. So, you know, it's good news and bad news. Yeah.
0: I'm getting over it. Look, I'm still hearing about Lockie and he hasn't... He's not going to play this season, in my opinion, and... uh the posters are still there yep. the life size one's still in the playroom I
1: could do without Lockheed Banking to come back thank you very much yeah I don't care either way <laughs> honestly uh, if he does so be it News, first story. First week of the season down and the refs are dropping already. Referee Jared Maxwell and touch judge Jason Walsh have been dropped for an incorrect decision that Cronulla coach Shane Flanagan claims cost his team victory against the West Tigers yesterday. Bullshit. After reviewing the match, let me finish. Incidentally, a lot of complaints from last week's episode that you were cutting me off. No, not a lot of complaints. <laughs>
0: Just one Many, person
1: complaining a lot of times. Two pers- two people. I believe that Jono also got in on the act. And, uh, and agreed with uh, John O. got in on the act and actually agreed with Jill.
0: Oh admittedly, my
1: god! I didn't see that. Admittedly, his thrust was that, um, wow, it's usually the other way around. yeah straight. <laughs> but uh, big fan of mine, Jill. She <laughs> just, she, she disagreed entirely. Um, in any case, after reviewing the match, referees, coaches Stuart Raper and Bill Harrigan declared Maxwell had incorrectly penalised the Sharks for offside following a charge down in golden point time. Raper and Harrigan said match officials would be accountable for their performances and therefore Maxwell and Walsh will be stood down from round two matches this weekend. We're not going to drop every referee who makes a mistake, but this is a mistake that clearly should not have been made and the circumstances of this decision warrant the action we've taken, Harrigan said. The rule on a charge down is that all players are deemed to be back on side by the act of the charge down. In this case, the referee got a call from his touch judge that said the Sharks players were in front of the kicker and then became involved in the play. The referee then penalised them for this infringement. That decision was incorrect. The players were no longer offside due to the act of the charge down. The touch judge and referee got that decision wrong. Now this is the good part. The ruling should have been a knock on against the West Tigers, Benji Marshall and a scrum feed to Cronulla. They looked at the eagle eye cam today and it proved that the West Tigers players were onside in their attempt to charge the ball down. So no problem there. But the simple fact is the Shark players were put back onside due to the charge down and should not have been penalised. Can I talk now? Yes. Excellent. Well,
0: that refute your claim about it should have been a penalty
1: to Kerala Yeah, I mean, I, I was just saying that just to stir the pot. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. that, what
0: a surprise. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I knew, I knew that it should have never done that before. I knew it shouldn't have been a penalty against the Sharks, but I just wanted to take it that extra mile and say that Carney should have got a free kick at the goal just to fuck you over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, at the ground, I was actually at the game, out at Leichhardt on the hill, and um, when it happened... Other than the fact that I was having an aneurysm, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I saw that he called penalty, and I was like, "How is that a penalty? I don't understand it." Benji knocked. This it is on. when
1: you saw the. This is when you saw the arm. And you actually knew where it was going at this at this stage. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I, I, I thought Benji's knocked that on. What's you know where's the penalty come from? And no one could really sort of get any wind of it. There was a guy with sportsies next to us, and. Even via the commentary, he wasn't getting a lot of clarification as to what the penalty was all about. So a very, very confusing decision and certainly cost the Sharkies the game. dearly, effectively the game. victory. Sorry?
1: Victory. And let's face the Sharkies, victories are worth, you know, they're like hen's teeth. Each win is worth six.
0: Well, I've already gone on record and said that I don't think that's going to be the case for the Sharkies this year. And they showed on the weekend they were very competitive. Can't win the tight games. Sorry? Can't win
1: the tight games. In round
0: one. They're gone. Yeah, shot. <laughs> oh, you're such a... Uh, you're just a pot stirrer.
1: And you said to me before we press record that history will reflect that Cronulla lost that game. So, <laughs> <laughs> hello pot. Yeah, I'll get to that. But, yeah, no, it was a
0: terrible decision. And it's one thing we said about Bill Harrigan all along is that he is making referees accountable for their mistakes he's not really stopping the mistakes he's not um improving a lot of the quality of the refereeing on the field but you know referees are probably getting dropped at a rapid rate of knots that we haven't really seen before and that much he has taken control of but it's the quality that's going on on the field you know you don't want a situation where referees are being dropped because they are costing teams games um you want the quality as a whole across the whole standard of refereeing for every game to, to be raised across the board. So um, that's what they really need to be working on, not just giving guys a slap on the wrist and dropping them for a week um, because, you know, how what effect is that going to have on the Sharks,
1: you know? Done. Winless season. Coming right <laughs> up. It shattered their fragile psyche already. Todd Carney was down at Northeast, He's already been blind drunk. He's in the watch house, oh, as we speak.
0: God. That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. There was a few uh, anti- Carney remarks out there, but all in all, um, yeah, I think I think Sharkies fans have got a lot to look forward to. I hope they, hopefully, they get over the uh, the disappointment of of some shitty refereeing that went against them, and and realise that decisions like that sort of come and go, and sometimes they're in your favour, and you do take advantage of them. Um,
1: Maybe it is a sign of a times. successful season for the for the Sharkies. Why is that? Because this sort of shit only usually happens to Manly, and we go good. Oh, I knew you'd have to turn it around. Somewhere. Gold Coast, they've broken out another five-year contract. They've had such a massive success with the five-year contracts. You'll remember that they uh, shelled out five years on, um, on Cartwright and you've immediately returned that that uh, faith with a spoon. Well... Not to mention Princey. And Princey. He's gone fantastically as well. I don't even think he played last year, actually. Did he play a game last year? Oh, physically. He physically. He didn't play one in spirit, though. Now... The Gold Coast have secured... The, so bitter tonight, even the, more than usual. They secured another coup for the future after re-signing William Zilman to a five-year deal. It's a major boost for the club um, ahead of their first home game against his former club, the Canberra Raiders. The uh, Titans have secured the services of the 25-year-old until the end of 2017. Uh, he's played 69 NRL matches for the Titans, scored 23 tries in that time. His new deal will make him a nine-season Titan. He joins new recruits Jamal Idris... End 2016 Nate Miles End 2015 As the club's Long term signings Managing director Michael Searle Said the re-signing Of Zillman Was significant For the future Of the club On and off the field He's a true professional Said Searle He's a great person Has a faultless attitude And is one of the Hardest workers in the team It's exciting to think What he might be able To achieve at this club Over the next five years He's regarded as The fittest player At the club And Titans coach John Cartwright Said it was a boost To have him commit To the Titans On a long term basis There's just more Fluff, fluff, fluff We love you Zilly He's worth the five years I
0: like Zillman. I like, I like him too. as a player.
1: A five-year deal?
0: <sighs> Keep those sort of players stringing along. Give him a two-year deal.
1: Yeah. No dramas. Five because years. I mean, he might be useless after two.
0: A five-year deal is a superstar deal. It only, should only be the only upper echelon of the NRL, top yeah. 15% of players in the game that should be eligible. Well, you know, not so much eligible, but should warrant a five-year deal with their performances yeah. on the field. And guys that you know are going to be able
1: to actually do it. Sorry? Guys that you know, when they get the comfort comfort of a five-year deal, they're just going to sort of sit back and go, all right, cool, and start cruising. Yeah. Like, like you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say Zilman's that guy, but...
0: No, well, they've already said he's a hard worker, and yeah. I, that doesn't even come into my thinking. I just I just wonder, you know, his performances have probably have been solid. He's been a consistent performer for the Titans, but... Five year deal. What happens in three years' time if they if they needed the cap space and you know oh it's a tough decision but you know William Zulman will probably be one of the players they might have to make make way for, for to fit a big name in yeah maybe a replacement halfback for Princey or
1: yep and, well you know and that's the that's the one he's not
0: going to play forever
1: well no we can talk about a five year deal too but at the end of the day since when has a contract ever been worth anything <laughs> he could be in another club next year for all we know. <laughs> Honestly,
0: a very very surprising. I know that they are trying to build a culture at at the Titans and they've gone taken some good steps towards building that and they've identified him as a sort of personality that they want to keep around the club because of his work ethic and his the quality of his play. Just 5 years is a long time to commit to a player that's got zero representative honors. Um you know, just
1: Zero your inclination to play representative football, you'd think. You wouldn't think so. I mean, you know,
0: know, he's already, he's played, you know, sort of 70 games and I I haven't heard him identified as a future representative player, so... No, no. Strange decision, but um, not the first strange decision to come out of the Titans. He's like a John Plath
1: (laughs) kind of player. (laughs) He's a
0: bit up on John Plath,
1: but... No, I think he's exactly that. Like, you know, you can slot into the halves, you know, when someone's out injured or whatever, you know, you can... Drop in, you know, play lock at a stretch, you know, if he had to. You know, he's chilling in the centre, some guy drops during the game. Obviously, he's played a little bit of fullback. That's who he is. I would
0: imagine William Zillman would launch his cigar across the room upon hearing you comparing to John Plath. Well, I guess we'll find out. Because he clearly would be a cigar smoker on a five-year deal. Set for
1: life. He just signed the Gold Coast <laughs> set for life, scratchy. <laughs> The Bulldogs pillage another side. The Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs have signed West Tigers utility back Mitch Brown to a one-year deal covering the remainder of the 2012 NRL season.
0: Can I talk now? Just for a, I don't want to interrupt, so I'm just asking you, you politely.
1: Just, but you interrupted in asking, didn't P-
0: you? I'm just being polite. Can I talk?
1: Uh, may I talk? <laughs> I believe is what you're trying to say. May I talk, please, Nathan? No. Brown joins the Bulldogs this week after being granted. That headline was bullshit. By- the what Bulldogs headline? pillage another club. He's not a bullshit. I
0: take your manly bias out of it. I could have said Grape. rape. We probably
1: could. But I mean only because Mitch Brown's not really that much of a valuable commodity, it wouldn't really constitute a rapage. So I we'll would just call it a pillage. Brown joins the Bulldogs this week after being granted an immediate release by his former club Bulldogs head coach Des <laughs> Don't do it. Hasler said the 24-year-old will be an asset. He's a very experienced player you'll be Hasler Squad said, "Famous to make Brown joins the Bulldogs after two full seasons with the Tigers, where he scored seven tries in 39 NRL games. Wow, that's return for effort. Prior to joining West Tigers, the former Australian schoolboy and guy Mia Gorillas Junior played three seasons for the Cronulla Sharks, making his first day debu- first grade debut against Penrith in Round 24, 2006.
0: I like Mitch
1: Brown. You know, you do. You actually were talking him up just last week.
0: Doesn't really make many mistakes. Solid performer. He's uh, able to fill numerous positions in the back line. He's been a good utility for us. Filled in admirably at fullback, uh, wing, centre. Never let the club down. And um, it makes you wonder if a bit of salary crap pressure for the Tigers in the wake of the uh, Molson deal might be starting to f- you know they're feeling the pinch of that a little bit and got to shed a little bit of space why else would you shed play a player one game into the season yeah and, a bit and,
1: retarded. and And the crucial thing is for only the rest of this season so it might be a bit of a Leon Fulton situation where he's like rack off for a year let, us alleviate, let us alleviate our pressure and you come back after that and it's like Manly, he did the same thing with Ben Farrow as well I mean he went to Catalan's for you know, a couple of years and yeah, now he's back same thing it was you know, cap, cap pressure after the, you know 2008
0: 2009 so yeah. strange I, I just don't know if he's going to play centre at the dogs I mean that's good is that an adequate replacement for Jamal Idris
1: probably not well no he's not, not even close <laughs> I mean honestly he's a utility player I just Maybe find he it interesting that
0: that's the decision they've come up with after you know the, they couldn't come up with that last year
1: the dogs yeah well yeah so,
0: which makes it even more feasible that the Tigers are trying to shed him to ease cap space and the dogs bit and pardon the pun the dogs bit and he's gonna find himself a bulldog they are certainly getting a solid player uh, you know good solid That's solid performer yeah. doesn't like I said doesn't not flashy he's probably not going to win you games with his single-handed solo brilliance but he's probably not going to lose your games for being you know not of first grade standard so be a good signing for the dogs and he'll be a consistent performer for him
1: he's kind of like Bo Ryan without the mistakes and without the tries
0: yeah <laughs> he's just like you know he's, he's got a, a bit of a nice reasonable uh, level of of median as far as his median line goes whereas Bo's more uh,
1: peaks and troughs <laughs> Yeah. In fact, he should be. Um, he shouldn't be called Mitch Brown. He should be called uh, Mitch Beige. <laughs> I think would be a, a better name for him. Oh God. Recaps. Thursday night football, the first and probably only time we're going to see it this season. St. George Illawarra, 15, defeated Newcastle Knights, 14. Of course, the battle between uh, Steve Price, the one that didn't get knocked out, and Wayne Bennett, student versus teacher.
0: <laughs> you still can't <laughs> let go of Steve Price in origin. I it's, you are it's,
1: a bitter individual. That's a good memory for me. That's not bitter. That's, like, that's almost like my happy place. You're just, you're just <laughs> full of hatred for everything and everyone. Yeah, Sad. I know. It's a, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, for the Dragons, we had Matt Cooper and Brett Morris tries. Jamie Soward pranced his way to three goals. And he also got the crucial field goal in Golden Point extra time. Up against Newcastle with uh, McManus and Mullen scoring tries. Gidley scoring three goals. Hunter Stadium crowd just under 30,000. So, crowd. excellent crowd. Fantastic yep. crowd, as we expected at Newcastle, given the vibe that you know that Tinkler's kind of cultivated. You know, bought some big name players, bought the, obviously the big name coach. Other than the fact they didn't get the victory, it was everything looked great for the Knights. Everything was great except the way they played. Really, I mean, I think it was very flattering to them they even got it uh, got it level.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think they, and Bennett said as much in the post game press conference that they they lacked, you know, that I guess fluency. Yep. Um, but he was proud of their effort, and he compared it much to their, you know, to his first game with the Dragons when they also got done in Golden Point. Yep. Where they just lacked that bit of class and polish um, of the the top tier of of teams in the NRL. And by the end of the season, they they had it. So there's there's no reason why the Knights won't be the same. And he admitted himself that they are a work in progress. Um, I thought Mullen's try was was good. Showed yep. good pace. Um, he's obviously fit and firing to start the season. another season of, of promise and, and speculation about his role in New South Wales origin side. Yeah, maybe, and whether Bennett gets him over the hump there or not is another thing. Uh James, when he James James the the field an origin player. Yeah. Did you notice how he sort of jumped up in the air and he looked around and he had to like motion for people to come over and give him a cuddle? <laughs>
1: There's still a lot of bad memories from the way he employed at the end of last season, maybe. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, it's Jamie, it's it's good that you won us a game. I'm not sure I'm really up for cuddling you, cheering you off the field or yep.
1: anything like that. Let's just he's, move on, shall we? His great protector has left the club now uh, in Wayne. Yeah. Maybe he looking for Wayne to come down and give him a cuddle.
0: <laughs> maybe he he did. He motioned to Newcastle's coaches box
1: and said, Wayne. And then it was like a hollow feeling, like, oh, no. Oh, that's right. We can't do that anymore. That's right. No more cuddles from Wayne. Now, there's a, a recurring theme through the tweets that we got for this game. And uh, firstly, kudos to the listeners for engineering their own hashtag off, the, off their own bat. Uh, hash, T-W-I-L, Grub of the Year Award. Oh, Grub of Year Award, they've, they've done it. So, I mean, it's a bit long, but, you know, it certainly you know it does spell it out to people who may not have seen it before. So, anyway, yeah, t- Hash, T-W-I-L, Grub of Year Award. All there, one word. Tamana Tahu, copped numerous votes to kick off the season. It was pretty poor form. There's a bit of um pushing sharp
0: in a tackle and he was obviously trying to play the ball and St. George was a few St. George players, you know, hands in there and Pryor was on the deck yep. and he was in the way a little bit, I guess. Probably wasn't making a great effort to clear the ruck, but, but I'm sure he deserved a knee in the face.
1: No, no, of course not. I mean, Tahu was basically trying to do a knee in the face to make it look like he was playing the ball, not the other way around. I mean <laughs> Terrible, um, you know. Twitter obviously exploded, you know, with uh, talk of send-offs and and the rest of it. It looks like he's probably going to cop at least a week. I'd say
0: he's got it in his game, hasn't he? A snap. Well, I mean,
1: just it's this thing. He never. I mean, I don't remember back in the day when he was like at his peak of his powers and he was playing Origin and everything. I mean, he did get an Origin after he came back, but that's you know, I don't count that when he was at the peak of his powers. I don't remember him ever doing anything and then you think since he came back from Union he had the situation where he just blew up in that game against um you know with Parramatta where mm. uh, where he you know push and shove you something know something happened got in got Union. Him yeah I don't know if he the sheer boredom of the sport made him angry just made him an angry dude yeah yeah other tweets we got there at Troy underscore 79 said great finish but an ordinary game to watch would rather nail my testicles to the wall than watch the Dragons ship brand of footy well, I guess on that subject, the Dragons did did seem to uh, retain a lot of the Bennett-era style of play. They took the two. Yeah, and in fact, so in, in New fact Newcastle Nice did too, so clearly those two sides are going to be a carbon copy of each other by the end of the season. It's going to come down to individual brilliance. And
0: it came down to also some of their set plays as well. Get it left and numbers and second man play or throw the face ball. Um, you know, very much the, the Bennett style. Yep. And... I'm not sure that the Knights, obviously, very early days, and they're still not as fluent at those attacking sort of plays that the Dragons were by the time he'd finished his tenure at the club. But I thought Darius Boyd went pretty well. Yep. Um, he was he was solid without being spectacular, and all in all, it was a you know pretty exciting game. Golden point to open the season, and um, good to see the Knights obviously getting out there and. With a bit of a new era there, in, in supporting the club, and yep. they've obviously got big expectations, and you know they've got the playing personnel, the guy, you know, they've got the money behind them now, and they've certainly got the man to lead the way in Bennett. So, all signs point to a decent year for the Knights.
1: Just also like to point out that Steve Price has put his mark on the Dragons side with Matt Cooper actually passing the ball. Clearly, that's yeah. a set play that he's that he's worked on hard in the off season.
0: I tell you what, his, odd, his odds for coach of the year are shortened.
1: If, mean, it, if he keeps passing the ball. I mean, yet.
0: Wayne Bennett did make um, Jamie Soward an origin player, but he could never make Matt, P- Matt Cooper pass
1: the ball. Exactly. Biggest failure probably of his uh, coaching career.
0: Steve Price could probably retire now. Yeah.
1: We've got another Aussie one. He's achieved the impossible. Aussie 111198. A lot of numbers there, son. I think it's clear Steve Price is greater than Wayne Bennett. Go the Dragons. <laughs> Oh, I've got nothing to say to that. We'll be getting better acquainted over the course of the season, I'm sure. I imagine so. At Jar TV. I wonder how Darren feels being the third best player on the sideline. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's very true. A bit of a touching moment with uh, Joey handing the trophy over to Darren at the start of the game. Flew in on a chopper. Joey? Yep. Yep. That's magnificent. He wasn't real um, real keen on the chopper, I don't think.
1: No. A bit of a white knuckle ride for him. At Manly Brett, so far, same shit, different coach for the Knights. Friggin' idiot should have known better than to tip them. And that's where that hate comes from. Clearly, he spelled it out for us completely.
0: <laughs> no questions asked.
1: Anything else to add for this game?
0: No, I think I think we've pretty much got it covered. The Dragons showed that they're going to be um, you know, that gritty team that can grind out a win. And their defense was fairly solid. As you would expect, and, and Newcastle showed that there's a fair bit of work there to do, but you know that Bennett will be working behind the scenes. And
1: and far too early to see how they're going to handle the odd uh, lodgement in their esophagus later towards the season, later towards the end of the season, I think. Who Dragons. are you talking about? Dragons. Oh, okay. just
0: going to say, jeez, you've lumbered the Knights in with that
1: now. Wayne Bennett's not the choker, man. Yeah, I was going to say, how hey, no, did no, Bennett no, get no, attached get, to that? No, don't, get, don't get me wrong, no, no. Friday Night Football, uh, Brisbane... Broncos eighteen defeated Parramatta Eels six. Teddy Bear Hannon Peter Wallace, Gerald Yao Yi scored tries. Corey Parker three goals. Parramatta on the other hand, they had a very early try to Sandow out and a bo- and a goal to Luke Burt. Parramatta Stadium, pissing rain. Eleven thousand three hundred ninety nine was the crowd.
0: Two halves, one from either club
1: with you know. Different levels of experience, but I thought similar. You were say, it was like a game of two halves. It was like <laughs> then the first half was five minutes, and the second half was seventy-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, not quite. I thought um, Corey Norman, obviously with the biggest boots in rugby league, to fill. Um, I feel like he acquitted himself quite well. Set up a try.
1: He did okay? Yeah.
0: And um, you know he wasn't wasn't spectacular, and he wasn't Darren Lockyer, but he um, he acquitted himself very well. I think the broadcast fans were pretty happy with him. Um, Chris Sandow, on the other hand, scored a try after a few minutes. And yeah, about
1: five minutes in, if that. that, was that about yeah. it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, obviously, we had some Parramatta fans blowing up about him. Uh, Already, as para fans do. Yeah, yeah, and when we say Parramatta fans, we mean paraman 1973, Kyle the Gronk. Um, what else did we get here from the Twitter that followers? We had uh, SHS Mike, formerly, the artist formerly known as Solzy, who invented the hashtag Pashidic. And uh, he said that the Broncos side looks like a bunch of yellow Power Rangers.
0: I like their jerseys. I'm going to buy Jackson one. Yeah. um, Only because his favourite colour is yellow. And he loves the Broncos.
1: Another one of our listeners did say that that they got one. And in person, it's not as bright yellow or whatever as it appeared to be on TV. So it's it's not as bad as um, you would think.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't find it bad at all. I thought
1: they were good, nice. Oh, I thought they were good jerseys. You nice. Know oh, no, I mean, but, I mean like, you heard, I'd heard in the lead-up through the week that they're an abomination, and they're certainly oh, not that. I no, mean, they, they're definitely not. They but I like that like when the they West did that Tigers Livestrong
0: jersey. jersey?
1: Yeah, I, I like that. I knew you were going to bring up Lance. I knew it. <laughs> it just goes back to the weekend when you're harping on about your fucking Livestrong bracelet.
0: <laughs> Are we going to go there? Righto. That, that manky, um, I mean,
1: that, that manky grey-yellow gray bracelet you've got on your arm.
0: Stuff, where's it grey?
1: It's just like, you know, just like the, the, just a sheen of wear. that you know, When's the last time that thing was off your arm?
0: It's Well, I don't know. I've been taking it off. hasn't it been off your arm I got since... My, I got, took it off when I got my tattoo on my arm there. That's
1: about the only time I've ever taken it off. It hasn't been off your arm since Lance Thompson... No, Lance, <laughs> Lance Thompson? Lance, Lance, <laughs> Lance Thompson, Full on brain, since Lance, Lance Armstrong had two balls. That's about right.
0: That's about <laughs> correct. <laughs> Look, I thought the Broncos... Um, showed what we expected they they showed that they're going to be competitive um, they're going to defend well they're going to be gritty and they'll win games with their effort and when you put their effort into to parramatta you know being Parramatta yep really they miss Jared Hayne obviously, but how much was he going how much does he bring to the team you know he's going to bring a few errors as as well as a few spectacular plays they um they miss Willie Tonga as well and his he, Impetus yep. in attack, but um, so there's you know there's still positives to come for Parramatta and whether they can put it all together and gel, um, gel that attack together. Ben Roberts got hurt as well. I don't know yep. how long he's out for, if, if at all. But he yeah, had lived off with a him. hamstring injury, so their halves combination didn't really get a, even a full game to to try and gel together in first grade. And you know that's going to be the key halves for Parramatta. It's been the key for a number of. His seasons now, and, um, and so far, no good. No, well, if their halves don't gel, then they're back to square one and get the ball to Jared, and that hasn't worked for a
1: couple of years. So. No, no, that's always the default plan, yeah. but um. Yeah, I'd say same shit, different year for Parramatta, but they actually had a really good win against the Warriors first up last year in New Zealand, remember? <laughs> <laughs> so Didn't start second. the second, second game. Uh, good had, signs from the Broncos kids too.
0: I I thought they, yeah. they went quite well, but Let's they shit go, conditions
1: so it, too. Yeah, terrible. We were going to go to the game, but it was too wet. <laughs> yeah, so we just stayed at the pub and drank. Yes. Uh, okay, and Gillian Rose Tate on Twitter said uh, she targeted you, about you tipping the Eels to win that game. She said, yes. wow, that alpha brain shit must be as useless as Glenn. I told you, it doesn't make stupid people smart, Gillian. Aaron Lewis-Tate. We don't need the other 25 rounds. Just call it now. Broncos premiers 2012. Mm. Please. Tell those two are related. <laughs> yeah. And we've got C. Leeds 24, another Broncos fan. The Eels won't be competitive this season. Never look like scoring versus the Broncos. Only got the try through a Beal mistake. That's true. That's, that, that is It's true. Can't argue with that. Cannot argue. Okay, Saturday... The Melbourne Storm, 24, defeated Canberra, 19, in front of a magnificent crowd of 7,862 at Canberra Stadium. We had uh, Billy Slater with a double, Cooper Cronk, and uh, O'Neill scoring tries. What Canberra was the Smith.
0: temperature down there? I know I've just cut you off again, and I apologize, Nathan. This no. just
1: happens every episode. I'm used to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any idea how freaking cold it was down there? I know it pissed with rain the whole
1: time. It looked rainy. It, rain. it didn't look cold. I didn't see snow, but it looked rainy. It was, I mean, it, it was worse well, conditions.
0: Some, I mean, it's round one.
1: It was worse conditions down there than it was in Sydney itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they got flooding and everything down around there as well. So yeah, that's it was, true. It was bucketing. Um. So, yeah, we're just, yeah, just joking about the crowd. Uh, well, I was up to, Camp Smith, four goals. Canberra, their 19 points, came up with uh, Buttress, Fensum and McCrone tries. Croker got three goals. And Dugan with a wobbly-looking field goal. Um. Canberra started off poorly middle portion of the game was fantastic got the lead even got got it even then got the lead with a wobbly old field goal from Dugan it's
0: like he whacked it over with his rat's tail
1: yeah and it just and it felt like I'm not sure if it was the next set of six but it sure felt like it and then Storm length the field and ultimately scored a try
0: yeah they've, they've got it in their game the Storm to, to have teams feel their wrath <laughs> but again the old the old chestnut Billy Slater yeah <laughs> Just manages that to, to be in the right place at the right time and and get the win you know hasn 't he made a miraculous recovery from his shoulder or his collarbone that he hurt in the four nations? They were talking yeah. about him being out for a real long time. he was a surprised
1: to be selected for this game i think and then,
0: yeah, yeah he 's playing round one and winning the game for him that 's decent effort, but the Raiders showed that you know they 're one of those teams in the comp and there's there 's a couple of them that a lot of talent. They've got a genuine superstar in Dugan. Um, they've got some good forwards. That I just I don't know that they've got a, a real forward leader. I think that you know they've got Brett White and Shillington, and they're good. You know, meter eaters through the middle, but they just they just lack a a real hard nosed forward that, yep. that sort of leads away the from them. And that sometimes when you do come. Through adversity in a game, that and especially against a team like the Storm, when they start to turn the screws, and you need someone to sort of lead the way and and try and push through that, um, I just don't know that any of the Canberra forwards have that trait. They're just all a little bit inexperienced, and um, yeah, even Shillington, you no, know, yeah. like he's he's played for Australia, played for played state of origin, but you wouldn't say he was, you know, in the Petrocivna Civer mold
1: as no. far as leadership no, goes. No, not right? at all. No. I mean they got a massive I mean they're they're massive units. Yeah. They are pack I have probably got like the biggest pack in Tommy like, Leroy Lars like that yeah. guy's six foot thirty. Yep. Yeah. All overrated, I think, on the aggression sort yeah. of, you yeah. know, side of things. They're not terribly aggressive. Fansome though, geez, I got him in my fantasy team. Big what game. Seven hundred. Ninety 97. Amazing. So if you had a captain, then we would have made more than Because I think Corey Parker got 179 or 180, I think maybe. Yeah. For 178, 180. So, yeah, you would have scored, yeah, a little bit more.
0: Venson should be the man, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah, he was probably the highest scorer of the round. There was someone else, I can't, who was it? Someone else scored around the, the high 90s as well. I can't think it was. It was a back, but... um. Yeah,
0: so that's, I think so, yeah. that's a big factor for Canberra, you know, just having that leadership. Um, like, Campo's still obviously going to be feeling his way back as well. There's just no single player. Like, Alan Tung was that guy, I think. Yeah. You know that could really inspire them in patches in games, and yep. with him not there anymore, that there is a real void at Canberra, and I'm not sure that they're gonna really make a a big fist of the premiership, and, and unless someone can step up and fill that leadership role, and and you know and show it, you know when the team's down and they they look to someone, and that that person's gonna have to step up on the field,
1: you know, and put put it into action. Yep. Uh, not a lot of tweet action on this game. We had Freak 9 winner of the tipping competition last year. Actually, he said, uh, "Great to see the Raiders' goal is to finish eighth and get knocked out week one of the finals again."
0: Yeah, and that's you know, like I said, they've got the talent to to get into the eight, but yeah, they're just just lacking that leadership to take him to the next level.
1: They did better than I expected. Um, and, I mean, the way the storm started as well, I expected that, that that was it. They were going to destroy them. But uh, so they did really well. I mean, they were in a position to win the game with probably, what was it, about five minutes left, maybe seven mm. minutes left, something like that. So, you know. Shit conditions too. And, yep.
0: Um. You know, the fact that it was an exciting finish and, and there was some really good quality play um, for both teams in, in patches in the game probably defied the conditions a little bit,
1: so. Yeah, yep. Okay, moving along to another Saturday game. Canterbury, 22, defeated the Penrith Panthers, 14, at Centibet Stadium in front of a crowd of 9,385. Canterbury's points came through, tries to Barber, Goodwin, Morris, and Reynolds, with Steve Turner getting three goals. Penrith had tries to Burns and Jennings, and uh, two goals to Michael Gordon, and one to Luke Walsh, and of course the Luke Walsh goal coming after Michael Gordon suffered a tragic Injury,
0: poor bastard, eh?
1: Yeah, yep.
0: Like at one stage, he, you know, probably in the preseason, he would have thought he was a, a lock for the fullback position. Should have been, yeah, and and probably rightfully so, given his form, yep, in
1: recent seasons. But now it looks like it's lucky's lucky Lockie Coots to lose. Yep, and he's gone. He's gone ski for what, probably three months. Yep, with a broken leg, fractured leg. So uh, yeah, not good. um... The a, other
0: big story out of this game was obviously the Frank Pritchard
1: tackle. Yes. Which he's facing at least a week on sideline four. Yep. Very divided, I mean people some what people was your saying take? Oh, I thought, you know, it was I see I don't mind that sort of stuff, so it depends what happens to you. Like if it happened to my team I'd probably be screaming bloody murder. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You know, I'm sure you would be. it's just like a lot of people were likening it to the uh the Dwyer one from that, that epic final, you know, couple Yeah, that's that's ago. a
0: good comparison.
1: And that Dwyer one, I still maintain Should have been a penalty. That if that, I don't think I mean, I don't think it should have been because I like that sort of stuff. But I think, but what I mean is, if that had have happened in a regular game, like round thirteen, when the score was like you know someone was up by sixteen points and it didn't mean anything, and it wasn't like this epic thing in the context of the last three minutes of the match or whatever, I still maintain that that probably would have been he would have been on report and it would have been a penalty all day. Yeah. Because, I mean, the fact is it was a shoulder charge, but he smacked him, you know, straight well, in the, the face of the, the rule shoulder. rule is
0: contact with the head. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be intent.
1: And there It doesn't yeah, have to be intent there. It I'm doesn't sure. have to be your arm, you know, It can be your shoulder, it could be, you know.
0: You know, if there's evidence of intent, that's going to count against you at the judiciary. But for it to go on report or be penalised or, or for you to be sent off for it in an extreme case, it, it doesn't have to be intent.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. And, I mean, they, they, you know, there's no, no charge really, like, you know, I don't think there is, like, you know, intentional. I mean, you got, like, you know, no. you're careless and you're reckless and words yeah. like that, which don't imply that, you know, you're actually meant to do it, you know. Um,
0: it's only the grading, you know, obviously a very severe grading if, if yeah. yet it was serious evidence of intent. But, um, I in mean, a similar position as yourself, I, I think those sort of hits, you know, whilst, and they're, they're spectacular and they, they are a good thing for the game. But when there is contact with the head, then... It's a fine line if you let, you know, if you let that tackle go and you let the Dwyer tackle go, then... And the next
1: one's a, a five mil worse, so yeah. does that mean you go, oh, will kind of let that go. That's and okay. Before and you know it.
0: eventually you've
1: got, you know... It's just like John Hoppawati throwing putting that stinger on on Galloway when he played for the Sharks, We he's come flying yeah. out of I the line I think that's a little, a little bit more <laughs> five mil, but i you point. No, I mean, that's where you end up. Yeah. It's a yeah. slippery slope. It is a very slippery <laughs> slope, so... I would
0: imagine the NRL will, will clamp down on it fairly well, I'm I'm hoping and, and you know, unfortunately, week. you know, for doggies fans and for and for Pritchard as well, I think he's he's gonna have to sit at least a week or two.
1: I'd say yeah, he's looking at a week at least. Uh what do we got here from the guys in Twitter? We got uh Captain Kickass. he's underscore Captain Kickass. He said, uh, Romolo, one try assist from the first touch, five hidden forward passes, two and a half bell ringers off season's done wonders for him.
0: Well, damn straight, and uh, you know, you're loath to give Desi much credit.
1: I give Desi, I give Desi no credit,
0: no credit whatsoever.
1: We've been giving the ottoman credit for two whole seasons, mate, or well, pretty much two whole seasons. So That's right, but he I wasn't dare say picked. it's got nothing to do. Well, he was start, he was getting picked at the end of the year. I give Dimmick all the credit. Maybe Dimick's doing the selections. You know, maybe it's probably the only thing he's doing. Maybe emptying out the bins, making De- coffees. Desi's
0: busy out in the dats and sunny, sitting in the car park, stalking yep.
1: people. Outside for Foreign's house. Trying no to, doubt, trying to
0: give him a contract. No
1: doubt.
0: <laughs> Outside Stewart House at Manly, it's where the Stuarts live, apparently.
1: Yeah, up on the up of the head there on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> at Hillier said, could, "Could Hasler's defection really have been because he wanted to coach the Ottoman? He sure gave the great man a lot of game time, or a ton it's of clearly game Clearly, the best time, player Des
0: Hasler's ever coached.
1: In the last." month <laughs> <laughs>
0: in the last seven days
1: yeah yeah in last, exactly exactly. And Chris Wargren has said uh, Jammer Graham is greater than Sam Burgess and Gareth Ellis huge game off the bench that's rosy colored glasses right there I mean that's S- that's a canary. saying any
0: any player any player of any nationality is better than Gareth Ellis is you, you just need to be locked away in a padded cell I'm sorry yeah.
1: what about Benji is he better
0: Better than Gareth? yeah. Penji's well, on a different level, mate. You got to understand. So what you're
1: saying he's better than Gareth, and just validates everything you just said, James. I'm not. I don't agree that James Graham's not. Be, is, is, he's not better than either of those players yet. He may. He, he may ultimately be, but I think that's a very rosy coloured uh, glasses look on things from a, from a clear, clearly a doggy supporter who wants him to be worth the investment that they made. I
0: imagine so, but. You only have to look at the way Burgess played tonight and the way Gareth played on the weekend. Exactly. And Burgess had his issues with injuries, and I guess Gareth has as well, but um, I haven't seen Gareth Ellis have a bad game.
1: No, and And, also, I mean, he's saying this on Saturday night when that game took place, and so he didn't have the benefit of seeing the Sam Burgess and Gareth Ellis performances all the weekend, which are both superior. But... Um, we, still appreciate we still appreciate your input. Not <laughs> shitting on we you. we just refuted everything you said. Yeah, yeah, no, not, not shitting Continue on you. Continue to tweet at us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm surprised there were a lot of usual doggy suspects that didn't even tweet in this in this, Probably because uh, they're just getting
0: game. sick of everything they say about the dogs being poo-pooed by you and, and with a, you know, hash-fucked as Hasler. Like.
1: I didn't start that hashtag. I know you did Although I'm sure you we were down in yeah. Sydney, we were down in Sydney, and I wish I had been on. I mean, my, the only for the fact that my phone was dead that I couldn't participate. And then so I, I get some juice into the phone, and what do you know? There's all these tweets at me. You know where where are you? You you would be loving this tonight. <laughs> apparently, um, yeah, apparently it got pretty heated.
0: Yeah, I um, doggies were copping it. Or Hasler and Clearly was I was popular. in the same boat I gave uh, some serious consideration To making the trek out To Penrith And watching that game But
1: yeah. The weather scared me away Yeah Probably a good thing you didn't Why? Because we had, My people We had a great night the riff Had a great night Drinking it I oh did I had a great night After you left Had awesome feed it was a good feat. Yes, yes, <laughs> it was. Good good it was. <laughs> With drunk people <laughs> being drunk idiots. Yes. It was a good time. Something I do best. Exactly. Moving right along to the final game on Saturday. We had a massive upset in my eyes. Gold Coast Titans 18 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys zip at Dairy Farmers Stadium in front of a crowd of sixteen thousand three hundred and eleven. Gold Coast points came through a double to Jamal Idris. And, of course, Steve Michaels, greatest player ever lived. And Scotty Prince got three goals. And uh, the scorers for North Queensland were zero. Not a solitary point. What a fucking point. disgrace
0: of a performance from a team yeah. that with so much expectation. And you know what the, the fans for. are like up there?
1: Mm-hmm. And this was yeah. also kind of like a fortressy sort of vibe for them. I mean, they lost towards the end of the season when... Thurston came back from the injury. I think they dropped some games. But up to a certain point, they were undefeated through the season Mm -hmm. and Dairy Farmers, and it was actually a competitive advantage for them.
0: I just... If I was a North Queensland Cowboys fan and I spent the whole off-season looking at their recruitment and all the positives that they had to, to go into this season with, and I paid my membership, and I got my seat, and I drove from fucking... Wherever most of their fans drive from, did you
1: bring the yeah. beer along? And I mean, you know, one of our great listeners, always, you know, he drives up from Longreach. I mean, I don't think he drove up for this one, but I mean, thank thank fuck for that, quite frankly, because he probably would have ran, just ran it into a tree on the way home.
0: Just there, like. It was a, it's round one, so you expect an element of handling errors in your game, and you don't expect the team's attack to be as as crisp as, as what it would be in you know in a few weeks' time. But geez, you'd expect you'd expect a bit more effort
1: than that. Well, you expect a for lot for round one. You know, <laughs> I mean, th- this is the thing. Yeah, I mean that, like you said, the effort. It didn't seem like the effort was even there. I mean, like the execution. It's round one. Okay, execution can go awry. Right, you know, whatever. But they were just like. <laughs> They had nothing, literally nothing, and our our Titans supporting listeners want us to say that, you know, the Gold Coast Titans defended like a you know a resolute brick wall and and they've turned it around so but, massively. But yeah. they got to – you can't rule out how bad the Cowboys That's were. That's
0: right. I mean, and yes, they they held the Cowboys scoreless, and that is they should be commended for that. But when they played against a team that completed thirty one percent, yeah. Of their
1: sets, And was that... I, I just remember overhearing something. Was that, like, the worst completion rate Ever. in the history of the Cowboys? Yeah. This is a team that's actually got the spoon numerous times, you know, through the 90s. Sure.
0: So how many, you know, how many legitimate sets did you have to defend, you know, and how many times did you repel them from your own line? Like, exactly. Let's have a look at those stats. Let's look at the inside 20 you know, stats. I'm
1: pretty sure they probably didn't have the ball at any stage. I think the that.
0: jury's still out on both teams. I don't know how convincing... Um, the Titans really were, given how poor the the Cowboys were, and whether that was just a a blip on the radar for the Cowboys in what yeah. will otherwise be a successful season, or whether it's uh, you know a sign of of things to come. But if I was a Cowboys fan, fuck, I hope it's not a sign of things to come.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, sell them a membership. Credit where it's due. The Gold Coast did what they had to. It was still a very convincing victory for them. Um, and certainly, it's, you know, they've played far better than they did the last time we saw a Titans game down at the Spoonapalooza.
0: Definitely. And there's, you know, there were games last year where the Titans played against opposition that played, that played poorly. And the Titans allowed themselves to drop down to that level and ultimately lost the game. Exactly. And, you know, so the fact that, you know, Idris was heavily involved, scored a couple of tries and looked really strong throughout... Um, Definitely good signs. Uh, Princey seemed to, you know, be enjoyed out there. And, yep. and His kicking game was good. And you just, yet again, we've said it a number of times since we started doing this show. But, jeez, you feel sorry for Jonathan Thurston. but like, Yeah. He wasn't and exactly free from blame either. Like, he made, you know, a few errors. and But when his forwards are soundly beaten
1: yeah, across the you get park. That frustration mode yeah, in him. It makes, poppin's it, man makes it harder. Yeah, exactly. The stroke... I mean, every game he plays up there, the stroke's getting... You know, it's one game closer, I suppose. Exactly. On Twitter, we had Boner1978. A Cowboys... Well, he says here, cows versus tits. As a tit man, I'm happy. No frills and a lot of room for improvement too. Cows are woeful. Barney is back. Oh, hang on. It's Moses Pangai. Oh,
0: slap some poor kid just, with the Barney tag. The first
1: thing, as a tit man, he said... I was under the impression that he was a Cowboys fan. And he lives up there and goes to the Cowboys games. Yeah. I was under the impression he's a Cowboys fan. So this is that's the revelation for me from that tweet. It could be the revelation of the now 2012 t- NRL season. Yeah, it's now, now, now it's probably not. Now he's the Titans. Yeah, it's probably not. I mean like it, you know, it may be winning until we start talking about Maybe the midway. Maybe switch
0: game. teams after halftime.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I've actually seen that happen before. <laughs> when when I was younger um I was babysitting um uh, the son of mum's um, friends, and he was probably he. The parents were English, but he was born in New, they moved to New Zealand. He was born there, and he, and then they moved to Australia. and He was about five, and he was mad like crazy. footy, he used to walk around psyching himself up like <laughs> before games, like he was too, took it too seriously. So we we're watching this. Oh, Australian- is that
0: too seriously? Is it?
1: Yeah, for a five-year-old. Yeah, I mean, kids, are, and you guess you'd say to the parents, "What's he doing?" This is before a game, playing like under sevens, and they go, "Oh, he's psyching himself up." Come on. It's under sevens, man. For fuck's sake. It's intense. Yeah. I think yeah, he ended up getting a scholarship to go and play for Wigan though when he was like sixteen. So you Kids know the
0: same jared Weir a <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. But um we we're watching this game. Obviously he was because he was born in New Zealand, uh, he supported New Zealand and he had his Kiwi jersey on and I was babysitting him while all the parents they went into Lang Park to actually watch the test, and I think it was like twenty one 0 at half time to Australia. And um he's just ripped the jersey off, tears in his eyes, just thrown it on the ground, just bawled his eyes out, and that was it. So you talk about switching sides. Yeah. It can happen in a big bad way. I think the real revelation
0: <laughs> is that someone allowed you to look
1: after their kid. Yeah, oh, I'm a sensational babysitter, of course so. <laughs> i
0: bet you were.
1: And and now I've got two kids of my own. I mean just take you know. this
0: Valium, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Time for you to go to sleep so I can drink. Is,
1: that is Woodstock.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can I just tell a story or you- go for it. Go for your life, mate. <laughs> you talk about well, not so much um switching teams, but Nick's dad, yep. he like he's got to be the worst bloke to watch football with, right? He's he calls himself a Cowboys fan and he loves a bit of Jonathan Thurston action. Yep. And they'll be at home and uh they'll be watching the footy will come on and It'll be Cowboys versus someone, right? And he'll say, I'm a Cowboys fan. And he'll tell Nick's mum, he'll say, Helen, you're going, you know, whatever their opposition is, right? Yep. They'll go, okay, you're a Titans fan. Your Titans are your team. She'll I don't care in a, in the South African banter. It's very entertaining. She'll basically say, I don't care. I'm not watching. No. The Titans are your team. Yeah. You cheer for your team. She's, will like, I don't know. <laughs> Right, so you're going for the Titans, I'm going for the Cowboys.
1: This sounds like a prelude to like domestic violence. This story, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: really. <laughs> this is me reenacting Robert Louis' household. Yeah, so he, he, goes,
1: he goes to his missus, <laughs> and like, yeah, you're going for the dragons. So That's how she comes home, and goes, Dragons won <laughs> allegedly. Anyway,
0: so Nick's poor mother doesn't yeah. give a toss about the game, is told who she's going to support <laughs> and then if let's say the cowboys are winning her old man's doing like victory dances like getting in her face going jonathan thurston <laughs> Look, and she gets like, so fired up about a team that she didn't care about yeah. that they end up having a massive barney and the tv gets like either a shoe thrown at it or turned off well, altogether she's,
1: she's clearly been trained that she has to care about, you know and eventually she's like all right then <laughs> You know, there's, there's the first time that the uh, the, the team was beating the cow, which is probably like, wow, this really gives him the shits. So I think I'm going to actually, yeah. You know, and that's this. the thing.
0: If she says anything, Oh, no, I wasn't going for the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, <hurry up>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about Jacob winning. <sighs> <sighs> I love it. I love it. It's very frustrating to watch football with the man.
1: I can imagine. And uh, now we've have uh, our. Biggest Cowboys uh, fan, uh, I think for a listener, we've got uh, Jono, he's uh, NQC81 on Twitter, and he said that uh, it should have been a walk in the park for the Cowboys, except the park was littered with leaves and dog shit.
0: And syringes, and, and syringes. not performance enhancing ones.
1: <laughs> no, no. And yeah, it's a sad night for Cowboys, and they got a big game against the Broncos coming up this week, so they want to turn around real quick.
0: Well, if there's ever an incentive to turn around and pick, a, pick your performance up and play your best in front of a big crowd, then this is a game that'll do it, but... Jeez, you got a long way back to even be competitive with the Broncos.
1: Yeah. Sunday, first game, which Channel 9 graciously played live on television for us all. Game of the season. Thus far, Manly, mighty Manly Sea Eagles 26, defeated the New Zealand Warriors, 20, in a grand final rematch at Eden Park. Oh, I fucking hate that. What's that? The grand final rematch. Yeah, you know what I... Well, let's just go first. Okay, Manly got their tries through uh, Daly Cherry Evans, Steve Matai, Glenn Stewart, and the Wolfman. And Tony Williams as well. Lion, three goals. And the Warriors, they had a double to Manu. Sean Johnson got one. Kevin Locke as well. Maloney got two goals. Now, this grand final rematch, I saw some hashtags going around the Kiwis, and it was something like... Oh, something like... Get even at Eden. Get even at Eden. Guess what, Guys. A round one regular premiership match, it's not gonna bring it's not gonna bring back the pain, it's not gonna dull the pain of a grand final before. If they had
0: a won, did they does that mean Manly hand over the premiership trophy? Exactly. No, they fucking don't. Exactly. There is no revenge for a grand final loss unless it, you come back and win at forty nil. As much as that pains me to admit <laughs> It's that's, like some, that's grand final revenge, okay?
1: It's like someone it's it's like, you know, you go to you go to someone's house and they're on holiday, say, so, you go to their house. And you fucking ship out their plasma, their PlayStation, all their possessions, everything. And then you, three months later, pull ten bucks out of their pocket when they're not looking. <laughs> that's the equi- that's that's how equivalent it is, you know. it's Just not happening. And in any case, they fucking lost anyway. It's sensational.
0: <laughs> so I was um, waiting for it.
1: Manly started off absolutely on fire. Went out to sixteen nil lead. Um, Slowly got pegged back by the Warriors. Uh, there was some key injured. Matai went off. I think he had a broken broken thumb, so he's going to be out for a little while. Clint uh, Stewart dislocated a finger, so he was off for a while, although he did return in the second half. Uh, so there's a bit of positional changes in that. But the Warriors, you know, did their thing, you know, particularly fired by Johnson, chucking it around, as he does. You know, came off a couple of times, which is good. And then um, Manly, although for the last 10 minutes, or almost the last 10 minutes of the game, I think it was 67th minute to 77th, Ballon was in the sin bin, and they, and the cow, and the sorry the uh, Warriors were two points behind. They still managed to uh, edge out in front and uh, keep the six point margin to uh, win the game.
0: Yeah, answered a lot of you know doubters as far as what their round one performance was going to entail. Manly and mm-hmm. they put it together. It was business as usual, very professional. Some great tries. The pack looked fantastic. Defended really well. Yep, Manu was his normal self. <laughs>
1: This, and let's—I—I raised this on Twitter, um, on the Seagulls' live account. But honestly, you got two players. I want to comp- compare and contrast two players: Michael Barney, Marnie Vatuvei. Yes. Both of them can score tries. Yes. It's often forgotten about Barney, but he could score some tries, and he was—he was fast. Both of them are capable of the most retarded Diabolical. errors. Diabolical errors that you could ever possibly see on a football field This sort of Bay, Ryan Barney is this laugh is a, a punchline to a lot of our jokes and other people on Twitter's jokes yes Manu's some kind of he flashes his gold teeth and, and he smiles all the time and he's eccentric he's an enigma so somehow he's on this real high level you think of wingers you know Manu probably gets a mention yet they're essentially the same player less gold teeth that's it that's out.
0: if you're a dentist yeah and you had Michael Barney's number. It'd
1: be remiss of you not to
0: give him a call and saying, "Hey, he some i bling can do to that for grill. you what Manu's dentist did for him—instant <laughs> cred." Exactly. So when Barney's running around for who's he signed with, Canberra? Yep. In Reggie's, maybe not Reggie's. Maybe you'll get a call up when it's a long, it's a long, cold way to go to to display Reggie's. Yeah. You can just imagine him scoring a try, firing a rifle at the camera, flashing yeah. his gold tooth—instant cult hero.
1: Exactly. He played for New Zealand, and
0: still gets to make as many fuck ups as he wants. Exactly, as long as he scores the odd try. Exactly, smiles at the camera, fires off the rifle, bing.
1: Now there's two things. Look at gold teeth. Two things that Manu did in the game. He did, well, he did the same thing twice. Both of the times. This and these are the, yeah, but these are under eight things. They, they, like I mean, he dropped the ball. I mean, like he bombed the try, dropped the ball. You know, he, he did that a few times. That's that's Manu. You know, you got to just. You know they they're, they're tax- He's eccentric, them. that man. They're tax deductible. Those ones you just got to forget about. them The things that you can't forget about are ones when someone throws a long pass out to, out to his wing. He jumps up and takes the pass. Rest Sh- flag goes up. Why? He jumped out of the fucking field of play into the <laughs> field of play. Under eights <laughs> Under 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 three.
0: big line there,
1: <laughs> The first thing you probably learn is just you got to stay inside the lines. There's absolutely no benefit whatsoever to him ever standing outside the line at any stage ever in the game. There's nothing good that can come out of it ever, under no circumstances. Why are you doing it? Don't I was, know, but I, was, I
0: imagine he just smiled at the coach, <sighs> fired off the rifle. They
1: went, oh, you so Manu? <laughs> he's so Manu. It's
0: true. It's true. What you say? Like he's he's played international rugby league and yeah. Michael Barney." Gets mentioned on this show only in a parody, yeah, type context. Yeah, it's quite sad for Mulubani. Yep. yep, hope he makes his way back post his dental treatment.
1: Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and it's you know, it's like a game of like you know rock paper scissors, it's a custom game with Manu. Manu, it's like you know, rocks, rocks, diamonds, Manu, and, <laughs> and and in the rules of the game, rock beats Manu every time, every every single time. <laughs> so, and as was the case in this game, um, we got some tweeters gt351 underscore Johns. He's a Canterbury fan. Dead silent during the Canterbury game. He's piped up in this one and said that. Uh, well, to preface that, a lot of people on Twitter, it was just like, "Oh my God, how good was that game? That was amazing. It was the best game of the year." Blah blah blah. So he said, "It would have been better if those grubby six-on-one cheating pink and white wearing twats weren't involved." Better. T- better luck next it's time, He's very bitter, John. Incredibly, Isn't he? incredibly. You think the fact that you know. He probably has half the side now. I mean, at least in the in the office, you know that would sort of soften it, you know. somewhat. what? No, apparently no. not. Yeah. Sorry.
0: He's you know the coach of his team. He's no doubt at some point in the season is going to hail as a hero.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. But,
0: just you saying. Know.
1: Williams two seven seven amazing game. It's just a shame backwater clubs like West Tigers can never produce a performance like that.
0: And this is one thing <laughs> I wanted to bring up on the show. <laughs> I come here every week and I do my best to try and, you know, give a little bit of, you know, my take on rugby league. And I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah. The hate. The hate and the vitriol
1: that come my way. It comes both ways, though.
0: What do you mean? Yeah, it comes from you. and it's, it's, It comes from different angles, but it's all directed at me. And it's hurtful. I've got feelings too. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a robot. <laughs> You're a mushroom. <laughs> I just I hate how people who had absolutely no feelings towards
1: the West Tigers previously
0: yeah, now because enjoy seeing them lose just because it's an opportunity to take the piss out of me.
1: You're right, and you know, and you know why it feels different to you is to me because me I don't care because the fact is people hated Manly since well before I was doing this show. It's just the thing. I mean, it's they hated him anyway. I've been dealing with Manly hate my entire life. That's fine, but you, the West Tigers, I think in the greater wider world. I think they're almost like, you know, they're sort of like a, you know, people's second favourite team, blah, blah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. they're kind of like a, a really benign sort of, you know, inoffensive team that, you know, people neither really like They'd or enjoy hate.
0: watching because they're the most entertaining team in the sport, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yep, continue. Sorry, I did I cut that. you off again, mate? You, you did, and I wasn't, yeah, saying, really.
1: I wasn't saying that at all. I was just saying they're basically benign. I mean, you know, like... Benign. Like beige things. You know, just like... You know, they, not, Seriously, don't can don't you honestly say in our third season yeah.
0: of the number one rugby league podcast on the planet, no boasting, can you honestly say that the West Tigers could ever be compared to beige? The way they, they're attacking flair, they're scintillating football. Well, the way that they... unparalleled fuck-ups.
1: The times. way that they blend... In, not nothing beige about that. The way they blend into invisibility at grand final time... <laughs> <laughs> That may as well be patient. <laughs> I already
0: told you I was cranky before we started, and at, now you just want to get me to
1: glass At Tad Pike. Good stuff. The sea pigeons look good. That's an American person.
0: Yeah, an American person that promised to buy us drinks and then mysteriously went missing.
1: Yeah, he did. Completely missing action. And we've got Sea Leeds 24. The best game so far. Oh, and over the page we have one more. She's Automatic. Oh, God. Skip. My twin sister from another from another mother. Mm. All I have to say about round one, there's who? She got all the looks and none of the brains. Hash? Fuck this Hasler. <laughs> Fantastic hashtag. Look for it to be trending on a Twitter near you.
0: <laughs> Good win for Manly, but uh, look, there's a long way to go before anyone's really convinced about Manly defending their premiership.
1: Business as usual so far. <laughs> or even better than usual. And Wolfman, I just wanted to say Wolfman... Dude broke his neck, what is it, so it's the start of March, He so he's broken his neck, what, one, two, three, not even four full months ago, or just uh, maybe a week ago. it was like in the... Did you say end of March? Sorry, it's, a, it's the end of February, start of March, when, yeah. it's, uh, when this round you know, ah, kicked okay. off, yeah, yeah. so it's two full months, plus a couple, Like he, I mean, he broke his neck sort of like, you know, you know, midway through September, didn't he? Well, even if it was early September, still impressive. I mean, considering that so, you know maybe back sort of the middle of the year, I mean that's an amazing recovery, and it's the way he plays. He, he didn't he didn't lose anything, and he got you know. smashed too
0: before he put that kick in. Yeah, like no holds, bud. He's not like it's obviously not affecting him. Mentally well, on his re-
1: yeah, on his returns, I mean he's still just like you know careening headlong into the defense without any sort of you know self preservation. Yeah, so good return anyway, Wolfman. That's God, the, I got that balls. was a point. Yeah, Giving that, that, that's a point point I wanted to make. Good on you, Wolfman. West Tigers. Sunday, the next game, West Tigers, 17, defeated the Cronulla Sharks, 16. Where were we? A crowd of 19,762 at, of course, Leichhardt Oval. And uh, how the scoring went, we had uh, tries to Benji and a double to Bo Ryan. Field goal to Benji and Benji Marshall, was surprisingly to me, two out of three on the day, off the boot. Be the Cronulla Sharks. They got a tries to Todd Carney, Colin Best, Isaac DeGoyce, and conversions one from three for Todd Carney, and a penalty goal one of one for Todd Carney. And of course, goal kicking certainly was the difference on the day. What do you got to say, mate? Um, I've got to say that. Um, West Tigers scored an RC try to start off. I mean, it's one of those ones that looks spectacular, though. I mean, just the ball just happened to bounce, and, you know, the way that players just flew the wrong way. I mean, Cronulla... Perfect
0: control from Benji.
1: Cronulla were absolutely embarrassing in the first half. Highlighted by a last tackle kicking option by the West Tigers when the two guys ran... The Cronulla guys ran for it, and they cr- crashed into each other. And, and there's that point when I sort of said on Twitter that um, you know that it should be mandatory for NRL clubs to play Benny Hill music when Cronulla are playing. Because just it would have just made it even funnier. Funny you should um,
0: say that, because... um. During the video ref, when they have the video ref. Yep. At Leicard Oval. and yep. play the Benny Hill fan.
1: They really... It's magnificent. <laughs> I, I did not know that. Well, there you go. Um, second half, the Sharks got back into it. I mean, the try they scored, like, you know, the first try they scored, Isaac DeGoyce. I mean, you know, it was it was okay. Um, Colin Best.
0: Off a forward pass. I mean, people want to bitch about refereeing decisions. You know, I don't want to sound like a fucking Manly fan, but, you know.
1: Unlikely. Colin Best. I mean, this, this is the, the saddest thing I can say for the West Tigers. Colin Best carved them up.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Th- I mean,
1: when does that ever happen? He had a career day. And um, call him
0: call him best for nothing.
1: And we spoke about the refereeing controversy that uh, occurred right at the end when um the sharks should have had a full set of six from the ten meter line out, you know, and yeah, but Hamming said that as well. I mean, they had to crack at field goal, and they just telegraphed it on the first fucking tackle and and screwed it up so badly anyway that um yeah
0: yeah say what you want about the refereeing decisions. That's um, it. Sorry.
1: I was just saying what
0: I wanted. Yeah, Cronulla had every opportunity to win the game and, and, and didn't, and was still denied yet further opportunity to, uh, to close it out. And I'm not going to take that away from them, but can't do anything about it. You get those decisions go against you sometimes, and they'll um, no doubt be the recipient of uh, a more positive result due to the refereeing's uh, incompetence. But yep. all in all, the Tigers were poor. I thought. This was one it's of those games. Things, but
1: And it's actually Cronulla. These they tend to happen against Cronulla too. I think, yeah, there was that game. There's always was a game where season? we sort of say, like, yeah, Cronulla should have won that game. The
0: one, yeah, they got totally robbed against us, not last season, the season before. Was it that long ago? I thought
1: it was even last season.
0: No, I think it was the one before. Okay. Um, they yeah, the copying it from me then.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah shark. Poor old shark was robbed. Always robbed against the Tigers. Yeah, it's clearly a tiger centric agenda on the NRL. I mean,
0: the Tigers showed. You know, I mean, this showed. Uh, first of all, they're still on track for undefeated premiership, um, which is the main thing. That's our main goal for the season. Sheenzy, probably not saying it publicly, but last time I had a word with him, it's what he was saying. Um, they overcome adversity. I mean, Tedesco,
1: hot sauce. Thirty minutes gone. Kiss yep. of death, Blakely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so for all those people, that who, is who the put, revelation of the season. So the, yeah, so the bookies, um, you know, will be returning bets for everyone who cashed in Tedesco as a, uh revelation season. Let me tell you, there were a lot of people who did. Damn straight. He was, was your second choice. I mean, you eventually, when 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 pinned down for a one salute, one answer, you you came out with Adam Blair. But prior to that, you were juggling Tedesco's balls in the air as well. I was, and uh, wow, he looked good. The Molton sniper has struck again from yeah, the grassy
0: knoll. I actually said it. The ground is it was um, it was almost identical to Maltzan's one. Yeah, and although having said that, Molson I think it was coming up in defence, if I'm not mistaken.
1: No, I think he was trotting. I think he was trotting it back on a last tackle kick. Was it like a, a, a return oh. from the last tackle kick, and then yeah. the just, he just the way he
0: fell with no one around him.
1: Yeah, that much was identical. I, was, yeah, I think he was running to pick up a ball, and he just sort of just yeah, boom. Shot yeah, the it's
0: hard to watch, especially a young kid with so much promise. He would have been so uh, ecstatic to be playing his first NRL game. It was tragic to see him get hurt. You never want to see any player get hurt. Tell you another thing as well, totally unrelated to the first grade game. Um, Half time in the twenties. Yeah, and I didn't actually see it happen, but from a distance, it looked like one of the young kids that runs on at um, you know to play the little. Kids yeah, the, yeah,
1: like the under sevens or whatever.
0: Pretty sure one of them got stretched off <sighs> like and
1: didn't move for... This was a half-time thing, one of those little yeah, things where little kids move play sideways. Yeah, did 10 ways. or
0: 15 minutes and they had to wait. They sent the players out. I don't think the ground announcer or whoever's controlling sending the players out. Yeah. I don't think they realised this kid was on the field yeah. still. And there's people tending to him. And um, it was either like... Admittedly, I was sitting a fair way away. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like a dick, but it was either one of the kids or... A 20s player who got hurt right at the end of the first half. Yeah. But it was tiny. Yeah. No going off on the stretcher. It looked like a kid. Yeah. And I, I did send the Tigers a tweet just saying if there's any news to see if the, if the kid was okay. And, yeah. Because it looked really bad. Like, he didn't move. Yeah. And he got stretched off.
1: And what they reply? Uh, what, no reply as what, yet. What kid? <laughs> you see dead people. absolutely, <laughs>
0: like, yeah, it, it's... It was bad. If Nicklin gets wind of it, I don't know that Jackson will ever have a crack at footy, I can tell you. But, yeah, d- disappointing performance from the Tigers. They were scratchy, and they had every reason to perform well. Um, having said that, they had to reshovel with Tedesco, and Tom Humble come on. I thought he played really well. Um, Moulton spent a fair whack of the game off as well with a split webbing, dislocated finger, and split yep. the webbing in his hand, which must be freaking painful. Man.
1: So he's like a duck, is he?
0: Well, everyone, every human, you probably don't have it, but every human has that webbing um, in that part of your hand, there, mate, and between your fingers, et cetera. You probably don't have. And it how does you're one? A, and how?
1: Cyborg that doesn't have feelings. And how does one? And how does one split the webbing?
0: Well, if you dislocate your finger, if you maybe if you're going to get, make a tackle, and you dislocate your finger here, then that probably extends out. Sounds like out a dislocated finger.
1: Really, sounds like the biggest problem you'd have in that scenario.
0: Yeah, but your finger can go back in. You could probably strap it up and be okay. But if you've split your Donald Duck, look out!
1: <laughs> Poor Malton.
0: Um, also, the heat as well. It was freaking hot. First game of the season. Um, and yeah, this is like a lot the of day breaks,
1: I flew home the night before. Sorry, it was cold and rainy. It was,
0: and literally, I when we got there, we sat down on the um, on the perfectly uh, manufactured bench seats around the just below the hill there on, at Leichhardt. I sat there five minutes before I had to get up and go get some sunscreen because I was getting scorched.
1: It's amazing that the weather turned around that much. Oh, there, yeah.
0: dude, it was hot. And, you know, I don't know, if, but at the end of the day, both teams had to play in those conditions and Cronulla might have been feeling the infection in the first half because <laughs> they weren't real <laughs> flashing. Yeah, the yeah. Tigers in the second half, second half were pretty ordinary. Um, Todd Carney... He always finds a way to to just score points against the Tigers and play well against them.
1: That's true. Is even it, with when the Roosters, was, he did he did drag some victories. Was it last year the year yep. before? Yeah, yeah,
0: both. Yeah, um, and also when he played with Canberra, I just remember him. I just seem to have far too many memories of Todd Carney streaking away to score tries against the Tigers. <laughs> it's not a good thing, um, but. I know Sharky's fans will be disappointed in the result, and they've got every right to be, because it really should have been a victory for him. Yeah. But I honestly think there's some really good signs there for him. I thought Gardner, um, he made a couple of errors, but I think he was fairly solid. Gallon was his unusual self.
1: whole machine, but even he looked really, like, overheated at times as well. That's when I thought, okay, I mean, if Gallon looks like he's wilting, then it must be really freaking hot. It was... It was very, very hot. You saw the massive cramp, you know, calf cramp epidemic in the last sort of 10 minutes of the game. Oh, dude, there was about eight Sharkies down at one stage. And then Tigers started doing it as well. It must have been terrible. And
0: there's some really good signs there. I just... I know Colin Best had a pretty good game against the Tigers.
1: Carved up. Oh, I don't know that he carved up, mate, but... Carved up. Got one try, almost got the double except for a penalty. That was... Justified, yeah, it was justified, but still, he yeah. almost got there. Uh, that, that's one thing I won't accept. That was double movement every day. Yeah, of the week. Oh, His it, momentum was
0: stopped, and he, the ground, the arm carrying the ball, had hit the ground. So, and the player
1: hadn't disengaged, so no, like you so, know, so, fallen off the tackle player. Yeah. I mean, there's no, I don't think a Cronulla fan that's cut and dried. But, I mean, Cronulla fans might be like, oh, you know, it's almost like disappointment from wishful thinking, like if yeah. only you know, blah blah blah, but there's no way that was not a double movement, yeah.
0: But the Tigers win. They're gonna to have to improve. As Benji said, that they won't be premiership favourites after that performance, no. and, and they've got no right to be. So uh, they're a lot better than that. And hopefully um, you know, humble can nail down the full back spot and they can get some cohesion there. Um and yeah, Robbie the guy that I was standing next to on the hill said that Robbie was in doubt leading up to the game and they still played it, him. So uh, I, I haven't heard a single it. other report of that. He's not a, going
1: to have another season of being like you know half injured for the whole year, is he? I freaking hope not.
0: I can't really deal with it because he was useless firing. last
1: season and he was useless in his game essentially.
0: Yeah, he did. He did have a fairly quiet game. So. Yeah, and Chris Lawrence, I thought also he
1: did was. even call good. his. I don't even remember calling his name. He was.
0: He made a couple of key tackles when the was ball was Ashford. coming out wide. Um, sorry,
1: Hwood was the one doing all the heavy lifting in the in attack the anyway.
0: Yeah, they they gave him a lot, but. Yeah, dis disappointing performance all up. They had every reason to to put a a big game together, first game of the year, and it was at Leichhardt, packed yep. house. Um, couldn't quite put it together. Um, just on Leichhardt, it's um, it's a beautiful ground, like yep. the, the it's nostalgic. Grass. Oh, the grass itself, the, the actual pitch is perfect. Um, it's very nostalgic, yep. and and I, I get all that. I get the history there, um, and you know the the fact that it's a suburban ground like that is you know teams are still playing out of there is you know is one thing, and I know the Tigers and, and a lot of fans get a lot out of it as I do. I think the yep. atmosphere is fantastic, but the fact that we can still be playing professional sport at a ground with facilities like that is is so not. It's the, not a great sign for the NRL fac-
1: facilities such as
0: well the food for starters wasn't great, but what was on, on offer. Sorry? What was on offer? Well, the best thing was the Leichhardt Oval sausage on a roll. Yeah. There was all your, your normal sort of fried ingredients like chips and, yeah, yeah. and you know, fish and whatever. Um, and But I only had a sausage on a roll and about eight bottles of water. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I think I drank what a better part of four litres of water than yeah. during the game. Well, between that and the under 20s. Uh, so the food is one thing. Another guy said to me, um, at the airport, because obviously we're having a bit of a chat about the game in our Tigers gear, and he um, he was saying, "Oh, it's my first ever Tigers game." I said, "Oh, wow!" He goes, Oh yeah, "I am from Adelaide, and um, I was up for the UFC, yeah. and um, I thought, you know, made the effort to get out to Leichhardt." He goes, "I liked, I liked the fact there was a big crowd and everyone made a lot of noise, but it's pretty shit ground." <laughs> he goes, "I walked in, I didn't have any, I didn't have much money. I only sort of bought." You know, however much money he said. Oh, by the time I bought my ticket, yeah, that was pretty much all the cash out on me. Yeah, and
1: so he have to pay sixty five bucks for his ticket.
0: I walked around, yeah. and no, no, that was the guy at the gate told me that was a load of bullshit. They didn't really communicate it. That no one, that well then did they? No, unfortunately not, because I, I only paid the general thirty dollar general admission.
1: But did you, did you get that on? The, you know, because you remember?
0: No, and the two guys that I was with just walked up and said they wanted general admission tickets. So I didn't hear about them backflipping or anything either. No. So, um, yeah, that was that was a bit of a strange one because I almost didn't go and check it out because of that. Yeah, yeah. And I was glad that I, I did. I said to the boys, we'll go and check it out. I'll pay for the cab to get over there. If it doesn't work out then we'll yep. decide what we want to do from there. And Thankfully, we got there and we had a great day. But, the, like, just the toilet amenities and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, and it's one thing for me, I, I don't know what the, obviously what the ladies were like, I didn't go stalking anyone, but um, the toilets up the far end, uh, the opposite end to the Glover Street entrance, you walk down a f- flight of stairs, or two flights of stairs, really, and it's almost like walking into a dungeon, for starters, there's like a couple of old, like, rickety old light bulbs hanging out of the roof. Yep. And... There's a brick wall in the middle with a big pipe along it with like holes in it that water would come out of, yep. and a tap that you would connect a hose to. Obviously, they hose it down at the end. Yeah. And there's not even like a proper grate or a grill or a trough that you sort of go into.
1: It's just like pissing up against the wall.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, it, and it sort of goes down. There's a bit of a dist section.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, yeah. that's about it. Sounds yeah. romantic. I haven't seen toilets like that since prison, <laughs> and I must admit there was there was times when I you know, someone walked in behind me and I you know I had flashbacks to my time in the can, and I was just wondering what's what's going to happen next, you know? Did I had to manufacture a little bit of a shiv, just to get through my Leichhardt Oval toilet experience? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the go? It's almost like Brookvale Oval. I definitely would have needed a shiv there.
1: Well, Brookvale Oval has better facilities than that from the sounds of it, but it sounds like the sausage on the roll would beat anything that's at Brookvale to eat, though. <laughs> it <laughs> Co- was good. Anything beats coal pie. Oh, All definitely. Right. Tiger underscore Benji on Twitter said, uh, If you got premiership points for being a whiny bitch, S. Flanagan would be marching the Sharks towards the grand final. Guess what? You don't. I love Benny. I love Benny, and too. And
0: inflammatory comments.
1: And have got Cam Larkin who said... Uh, well, that's the wrong game, so I'm not even going to say that. Sorry, Cam Larkin. Uh, <laughs> at full of reach, I got to touch the Glen. I don't know if he means big Glen or little Glen, but... <laughs> the Glen, Nathan. The Glen. So there's only one.
0: He did too. And without him, I'm not sure we ever would have made it to the airport. So, thank you, sir. How's that? Uh, well, you've never been to Leichhardt, but it's it's when they say suburban ground, it's very fucking suburban. Yeah. And the walk to find the light rail.
1: Yeah. Grueling and confusing for My God.
0: And we are all carrying big bags. Yeah. And a big shout out to Rachel at the ticket booth at the Glover Street entrance for holding our bags all day so we didn't have to carry them around like cart oval. Yeah. Uh, that was a massive help. Um, yeah, without Cam, we wouldn't have made it to the light rail, which means we wouldn't have made it to Central, which means we wouldn't have made it to the airport and I'd still be stuck in Sydney. Or have paid a hefty fee to get a cab once I've got the shits trying to find the tram.
1: <laughs> Next one, what have we got? Troy underscore 79 back again said, Jared Maxwell robbed the Sharks today. What a goose. How good was Carney in the second half? Must have had a couple of beers at half time.
0: I wouldn't doubt that for a second. Jeez, he was good, though.
1: At times. I mean, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he was. um you know, like consistently for the entire game. I just think he hasn't been
0: there long enough yeah. to really assert himself over the rest of the team.
1: There are flashes of what we know that, you know, Carney's absolutely capable of. And Cambo, 96. Molton has fractured his vagina. I guess that's what he calls webbing. Yeah. I'd like to fracture Cambo's face. <laughs> with a brick. <laughs> and finally, Monday Night Foot Bitch... We had the Sydney Roosters, 24, defeating the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 20. The Roosters tries through Minichello, Letters, Aidan Guerra and Lama Tarsi, stolen from Manly. Uh, Daniel Mortimer, four from four. Premiership points in the bank for Daniel Mortimer again. South Sydney, they had tries to Sutton, Crocker, Chris, McT- Chris McQueen, Adam Reynolds was two of three on the conversions and two of two on the penalty goals. Now this one, obviously very fresh in our mind The Rabbitohs, well it was an even evenish game Going into half-time, I believe it was tied up at half-time Rabbitohs edged away, got out to a good lead, 20 points to 12 And a lead in which they maintained until the dying minutes of the game When the Roosters got two tries back-to-back 24-20 victory
0: The Rabbitohs led And were still leading with 90 seconds remaining yeah, and lost. Yeah, only the Rabbitohs can do that. That's
1: right. That leave 2018. Yeah, and the Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers have been known to do it.
0: They've done it a couple of times.
1: Parramatta. I mean, if you count their golden point extra time shenanigans from last season, they know how to do it.
0: Yeah, they've they've got a good handle on it for yeah. sure. It just goes to show with the Rabbitohs, they've had a lot of seasons where they've promised a lot and delivered very little, and unfortunately, a losing culture is going to be hard to break. And I think they've got. Some playing talent that can overcome it, but I just think also a bit of I think Burgess is going to be a great leader at some point in his career. Just think at the moment he's a little bit young to um to be that guy that lifts him up and I thought Roy Asatasi would be you know that guy, and
1: yeah he, no, not far quite. from
0: he's he's a long way off his best Crocker as well um those sort of guys. You know, people have made jokes about how many captains he got, but, um, you know, if it's all captains or a leadership group or whatever, they need to be able to pull together, and, and games like that, they need to be able to close out and get a win. And, yep. um, you know, inexperienced halfback probably had, you know, he had a couple of errors, but all in all, I think he had a pretty good game. No, he um, was
1: good, and he's proven this, he has proven that he is the super coach bargain buyer of the season. He would have to be, yes. I grabbed him, 87,500. Nice. Would I haven't seen what how many points he got, but given the fact he got four goals, yeah, plus his general play stuff, he would have done sure. okay. He certainly would have been in return.
0: Yeah, but obviously, um, new coach, he has got comes from good pedigree. He's had success in his coaching career to date, but that's going to be, you know, breaking that losing culture and instilling, you know, belief that they can grind out wins. That's going to be the difference between South having a mediocre season and and being among the contenders that they certainly think they're going to be. So, uh, But the Roosters, you know, as young players do, um, although it was one of their older players that got the winning try, but um, as young players do, they've got a very young side and some very young forwards, and they never give up. They want to have a dig for each other, and Brian Smith had had you know less to work with at times for some of the teams he's coached so um, you know you can get a long way in, in this competition on enthusiasm and, and that never say die sort of attitude so yep. um, they were also playing without their, their most inspirational player in, in Braith yeah. and Astor so good performance for round one for the Roosters and, great finish for them anyway yeah definitely and you know they'll gain a lot of confidence out of that and, and hopefully they can put it together for a, a few more weeks and and see, you know, what they can get out of these young boys. I think, as we said with the Broncos um, last year, they they sort of proved us wrong to a point. But you know, young players do feel the pinch of a, of a gruelling long season. Yep. Um, and that's a challenge that they they're, they're going to be faced with at some point this year too. But so far, so good.
1: On Twitter, we had Josh underscore Hill underscore one nine one, who basically he's a seasonal Twitter user. Pretty much only on during the footy season. Yes. He's reemerged about a week ago and he said uh, footy is back and so is the ranger. Heart attacks, golden point, He's clearly, clearly referring to himself. To himself, yeah. Heart attacks, golden point, horrid tipping, LOL at South, referee fuck-ups, off-season, hair, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. He's just caught in the middle of a ramble. Troy underscore 79 back again. What a finish. South with a better team, but it's... South, after all, only they could lose a game leading by eight with 90 seconds left. There's a myriad other tweets that I didn't mention because they're all exactly the same things, which is pretty yeah. much like L O L at at South. Yeah, which is you know the 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 craze that's taken the internet by storm.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure it's taken the internet by storm, but there is a few takers. Um, yeah, disappointing for South. Um, they tried hard. They had some, some good performers, but they just couldn't quite close it out in the end and the exactly. rest just come and got them.
1: It all came down to that last try where it was just chucking the ball around in in brokenish sort of play and just one good ball from I think it was Mitchell Pearce, that actually got the whole movement moving forward and yeah. Oh, was...
0: just yeah, that try. They threw caution to the wind. Yep. Um Cordner put the kick through, I'm pretty yep. sure. And,
1: and that was pretty good thinking. I mean he was on the break and you know, sort of. And full, the timing
0: full pace, of it? the kick was impeccable, you know, yep. just as the defence converged on him. You know, and gave Minicello enough space to to get yeah. through and chase. Bounced up perfectly, for yeah, and he got a great bounce as well, which
1: yeah. didn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. So good on your roosters.
0: Yeah, good win for the for the chookies.
1: Previews for Round 2 NRL Season 2012 kicks off Friday Night Football game number one for New South Wales people anyway. The mighty Manly Seagulls versus the West Tigers. What's a bet? What is the bet? Whoever loses buys the
0: opposing team's jersey yeah. for that yeah. other part, other yeah. person. Yeah,
1: can't think of anything better, so may as well do that, yeah? Sounds good to me.
0: Cool. Done. Sweet. Can it be the yellow one? Hey. Can you buy me the yellow one? The Yellow Broncos one. Yellow tiger's one,
1: you dickhead. I don't fucking care which one it is. If you if you if I lose the bet, then I'll buy you whichever fucking one you want. Well. Doesn't matter to me. Oh. Normally you're not very cooperative. Well no, I mean all their jerseys suck and they're fucking god awful abominations against fashion, nature, religion, football and every other fucking thing you can think of. But you know, that's it's the way it is. If you want one, you know, as as Misguided and you know, colorblind as you may be, you're entitled to it. Sweet, I like the way you think, you'll know, match your uh, live strong, my gray, live strong band, you, apparently. Your, your live strong bracelet, bracelet. Hmm. I'll kick you in the shins.
0: Seriously, it's do you really pa- think there's any chance of winning this game?
1: Of course, I'll they fucking win this convincingly. Okay, the form that your lot are in versus the form that my lot are in, uh huh, Domination. based on one week. Based on one week, you lot were playing in the heat and so you'll be all drained and shit because now that Benji stopped endorsing those little power, power bracelet oh, things, I mean, they're not going to be able It'll to be replenish. They'll be on saline drips all week. The, 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 power of mag- chambers. the power of magnets isn't going to be able to, you know, <laughs> replenish their, their electrolytes in their systems. <laughs> I mean, Manly coming back from a very easy game in New Zealand. Nice, cool weather.
0: I honestly think the Tigers will, will uh, right the ship. They'll be back to uh, premiership favoritism. They'll stay on track for undefeated Mm. premiership glory. No.
1: And uh, I think they'll
0: win by about 18 points.
1: That's fucking ridiculous. Manly haven't dropped a game by 18 18 points in at least probably five years. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to happen this year Yeah, well, you know,
0: who was coaching him then? And you know he prided himself on it. Jeff
1: Toovey, the real brains of the operation. (laughs) (laughs) No, the other moron with the mullet.
0: (laughs) I love it. I, the, I I admire your confidence He was the
1: media spokesperson And he didn't do a very Fucking good job of that either I just
0: <laughs> I can't see it happening I think that, Well Late No game. surprises I think Tigers are going to win Convincingly You think Manly might Squeak out a victory Against manly, the odds.
1: Manly win convincingly Tigers will fade In the last 20 minutes From the effects of the, the Short turnaround And the uh, the Grueling game they, they played When they made a meal Against the Cronulla Sharks and uh, so yeah this, all, all signs put to a manly point of a manly victory I haven't decided which jersey I want yet uh, but I probably should start thinking about it next game Friday Night Football number two the game that Brisbane people will be forced to watch first Brisbane Broncos versus the North Queensland Cowboys at Suncorp
0: I'll be at this game so I won't be able to watch the Tigers game live.
1: Yeah, so why will you be at that game again?
0: Uh because I have Broncos season tickets, Nathan.
1: You're season ticket holder member of the Brisbane Broncos. Yes, I am. Didn't because lose the ticket. Christmas get that?
0: gift from my uh from my wife in order to spend some quality time with a couple of my best mates and uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't see how you can see that as a negative, mate. Maybe because you don't have any friends? You probably Maybe. don't see how important that is. Yeah. To people.
1: That's probably it. Okay, cool. I just think, you know, buying season tickets to another club is just atrocious. As a entitled sign of character deficiency.
0: You are entitled to your opinion. You, you want to question my wife's character? That's entirely up to you. I'm not
1: questioning wife at oh, all. You, you're forgetting that your wife, you know, I knew about this present long before you ever did. It was it was it, was, it wasn't even a, a twinkle in a twinkle in anyone's eyes. <laughs> Christmas was months away when this was first discussed. Exactly. Um, so I warned I warned her against it because it'd turn you into into a terrible human. But. She elected to go ahead she with it, and
0: clearly decided that I was already a terrible <laughs> human and, and what beyond what redemption. More harm and <laughs> could she do? I, I think the Cowboys no chance in this game. I think the Broncos think so are absolutely going to
1: pump them by about thirty points. And don't get me wrong; I don't want to. I don't want to big up the Broncos or anything. I just think the Cowboys are that were that bad last week and travelling down to SunCorp isn't really the remedy for improving anything. Well,
0: I think the Broncos, away from home, in some crappy weather last week, played some reasonable footy and. Um, you know that they're going to be. You know they're going to compete, and they're going to, um, you know, complete their sets and hopefully have a reasonable sort of kicking game. And they're going to be at home with a big crowd for the first game of the year. And based on last week, you couldn't tip the Cowboys to do anything, but make yeah, it's so hard a though a lot of
1: errors. Yeah, it's so hard at this time of season though. Like you know, forms not you know it's not settled doesn't sort of settle for probably four weeks. True. So the Cowboys come, could come out and just absolutely blitz it. Who knows? But based no, on no. last week's evidence, you'd be stupid to tip them. Yes, exactly. Alright, goes by plenty. Yep, Super Saturday game number one. It's the Titans versus the Canberra Raiders. First home game of the year for the Titans.
0: Yeah, I'm a bit inclined to tip the Titans at home. Yep, uh, again, it'll be a big occasion. They should hopefully get a reasonable crowd. Yep. And, um, look, Canberra showed some, some good positive signs last week. But going travelling after... Uh,
1: Never their strong well, Never it was a pretty point.
0: heartbreaking loss for them, I think. Um, I it's think never it's their Titans.
1: strong suit though, either. You know, travelling for no, Canberra, I mean, they're not. traditionally poor at that. Um, I guess we'll, it'll what it will do it will illustrate how good the Titans actually are. Yeah, I like, agree. You know, whether it was the Cowboys, that were that bad, or you know, uh, but I think, yeah,
0: that'll put paid that. You know, we'll put an answer to
1: that you question. Know, it's round two, so you know, I'm happy to tip the Titans based on home field advantage and their performance last week, and if they lose, then you know. Might be the last time I tipped them. <laughs> Maybe Super Saturday number two: the Canterbury Bulldogs versus the St George Illawarra Dragons. Um, I think I'm going to tip the Bulldogs.
0: I'm not. Dragons I don't think all the dragons away. were horrible. Um, I just think the Bulldogs will probably be looking in in front of a, a decent home crowd. First game again, home ground advantage. First game of the year. They should be pumped up for it. Not that the Tigers were last weekend. Um, and, yeah, the Dragons, they got a a good win in in Golden Point, but there was a few signs there that I'm not entirely convinced that they're the real deal, and I guess it'll, you know, both of these teams are probably picked to finish in similar sort of positions on the ladder. They're they're not um, considered major contenders as far as the top four goes, so, um... Be a good indication as to where each team is at and how much an influence Des has been able to have on the Bulldogs so far, and 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 the same with uh, with Price.
1: So I uh, I just leaning towards the Bulldogs. Dragon Dragons should, and you know, oh, you probably will never see me tip the Bulldogs once this season. Super Saturday game number three: Cronulla <laughs> Sharks versus the Newcastle Knights. Well, the resurgent Sharks at home. Against the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, on piloted a by night. Bennett. In the... Uh, vortex. Tr- traditional Vortex. And also two teams that have been known to throw Vuvuzela on together. Yes. The other team, of course, being uh, Parramatta in the, the, uh, the the I guess, what would call it? The triangle, the, the Vuvuzela triangle.
0: I'm just wondering.
1: It's a triangle of, ter- ter- of turf that goes from Cronulla across <laughs> the Parramatta up to Newcastle in triangle <laughs> shape. It's where football talent is a good loss never to return again. I like it. I think we just found the title of this episode yeah shut up I, was going to say, I knew that was the title I didn't want to say anything
0: you can, anyway you can edit that out nah, No, not
1: not. I'm not editing anymore <laughs>
0: it's too hard jeez you got lazy already this season oh, yeah. only in the week two
1: also keep it natural for the fans that's great let it grow out
0: <laughs> 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 yeah there's, there you go you've been warned this show is about to resemble my ass how sad um, look, I'd like to tip the sharks for novelty value. I just couldn't tip them against a side coach by Wayne Bennett.
1: Yep, the sharks were looked good last weekend against a team that you know has a lot of mistakes in them and does erratic shit, and you know it either comes off or it doesn't. That is not the type of the team that Newcastle is. Newcastle under Wayne Bennett is going to be you know get through the sets, kick the two. Play percentages. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Exactly. So, based on that alone, I think they should just be able to uh, grind them out and, um, if not flog them, at least win, you know, by controlling things fairly comfortably.
0: Yep. So I think the Sharkies, they're going to take a few weeks to to sort of build into the, the Carney influence on the team and He's going to have to grow confidence in when to really take control, and we saw some evidence of it in the second half last weekend. And, yeah. and games like this will be another step along the road. But I think we're probably a good, you know, four or six weeks away from, you know, seeing the sharks reach yep. whatever peak they might build for themselves.
1: Yep. Sunday football game number one: the Roosters versus the Penrith Panthers. Panthers weren't really convincing and I think the Roosters'
0: youth and um, enthusiasm is probably enough um, to have yeah. me tip them.
1: Not convinced by well, either of his size really, but I no. think you have to, you know, okay, first round the Roosters got the win, albeit, you know, last second against Souths. Uh, and
0: Nasta said tonight during coverage that he's, he's definitely
1: going to play, so. Yep. i, I have think, to go to the Roosters, I think. Yep, I'm the Roosters form as settles. Well. And finally, for Sunday, we have the Storm versus the Rabbitohs. Storm all Storm the way! By how many? Yep. Yeah, Storm in Melbourne against the
0: shattered them. Rabbitohs outfit.
1: Yep, it's going to crush them. Monday night foot bitch. Parramatta Eels versus the New Zealand Warriors. Warriors. Have to be the Warriors. The Warriors played well last week. They did. I mean, they just came up against you know the best side in the comp. I mean, you know, you can't blame them for that shit. Eels, on the other hand.
0: Yeah, they they were far from impressive, and I, I think the Warriors have got enough. I think the Warriors are going to be one of the top tier sides this year, and and games like this they should handle handle fairly comfortably and and despite, put to the Eels.
1: Despite Maloney, like I said in the preview season preview, now he signed off for the You know he's going to be a bit um, disinterested. Yeah, did nothing last week. No, he probably Paul Johnson. Like- but yeah he's missing goals he almost missed one from right in front yeah. so he was, he was definitely channeling Benji Marshall trying to get you know maybe get his rep you know who else up.
0: channels Benji Marshall I Sean Johnson that's why he's so dominant next
1: how's he channeled Benji he plays for full 80 minutes Benji plays for 10 Johnson doesn't kick goals and miss them next he just doesn't kick it. next them. your comparison is next your comparison's invalid That's full time for episode 77, as always. You can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We are on Facebook, as you know, facebook.com forward slash thisweekinleague. So hit us up on there, hit the like button, iTunes.
0: Still growing in Facebook followers and uh, Facebook likes and Twitter followers, which is 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 good. good. We've had a good influx lately.
1: Exactly. And now iTunes. Best way to get the show is to subscribe on iTunes, and that way, you know, you can leave your iTunes on overnight, you know, from Wednesday night through Thursday, and if you get the show for the commute, it'll be there waiting for you Thursday morning. If you're, like some of the listeners, if you're, you know, basically a, a night owl, you know, you can grab, scoop it up about 10 or 11 and listen to it before you go to bed.
0: You got a new review as well.
1: Yeah, we did get a new review from David Lawson, subject, imaginatively, TWIL. However, the important part, five stars. And he said it's 14 different kinds of awesome. If you don't laugh during these podcasts, you are unfortunately devoid of a sense of humour.
0: Amen to that.
1: Amen. Great review. He didn't mention anything at all about our boasting. No. Incredible. We don't like to boast. Exactly. We just we just state the facts. Exactly. Uh, we've got the shop, thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop. There we have. Got stock of the Revelation shirt. We've got stock of all the hats, I believe. So freaking,
0: so freaking hot at Leichhardt Able, I could have definitely done with a drink cooler.
1: And a hat. Well, you had a I had a hat. hat, hat probably. Yep.
0: Definitely had a hat on. Or had my This Week in League hat on. And it uh, kept my head suitably shaded. <laughs>
1: no bias at all
0: there. None at all. I did rock the shirt on Friday night whilst getting drunk. You did. And finding did. random people
1: that listened to the show. Exactly. And that was a funny story, actually, that I haven't raised yet. How was it on, was it Friday night when those random dudes, or was yeah. it Saturday night? Friday night. Friday night, when we'd come back from uh, the UFC, it was after we'd had dinner and everything, wasn't it? And I'd gone and yeah. checked in the hotel, came back downstairs to the, to the bar, and there were these two random guys, and he sort of, I was wearing the, uh, the flat-brimmed hat, and you were wearing the shirt. Yes. And he's sort of taking a look at the hat, and he's like, and he sort of was puzzled a bit, and he's taking a look at the shirt. And he's kinda of puzzled a bit and he's like, you yeah, know, this week in league. And I said, Yeah, I'm the I'm the Manly one, and he's the West Tiger one. Oh what? Yeah. Like, Didn't believe us at because we look like shady characters. Yeah, then his mate came back from the bar and he's like, This is these you're <laughs> these are the guys, you know, and it was quite funny.
0: Yeah, it was good. It's always nice to um chat with people that listen to the show. We also caught up with a a few listeners of the show, including uh three card magic trick from Twitter, Andrew. Yep legend bought me a drink yep instant winner in my books several yes yeah he did buy me several uh we already mentioned fall of reach cam who boasted about touching me yep did not buy me a drink (laughs) um and also mick tracy yep also
1: did not buy me a drink
0: no no distant third no didn't touch me either so, just, was he, although he's third in the fan stakes,
1: yeah, exactly. And he, in fact, he he, t- he took away uh, about 350 bucks worth of UFC tickets. Yes, in he did. As well. <laughs> Didn't even hear him say
0: thank you, actually. He's from Penrith.
1: That's okay. Um, I think that's all we've got time for this week. That's all we've got. Whether we've got, if we had more, we'd have time for it, but that's all we've got. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, with our new unofficial time limit for episodes this season, we're Will Under It this week. Yes, but, um, exactly. But, so, but rather than subject you guys to uh, 15 and a half minutes of crapping on, I <laughs> will just wrap it up right now and say see you next week.
0: Excellent. I look forward to uh, videoing the presentation of my new jersey in a week or so. I
1: was thinking towards the white the, the white chevron version of the jersey. After watching them run around with it on uh, on Sunday, I thought, yeah, that's that's the ticket. That's see awesome. you next week. See ya. Never. never. Fucking never. It's jihad for life, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fine, but it shouldn't have to make its way into the show.
1: This jihad is forever. <sighs> this war is forever. And I'll not rest until Des Hasler has a wooden spoon <laughs> lodged firmly up his asshole. <laughs> by John Hopperwadi, expert proctologist in the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.